What's up, y'all? We're your hosts, Brandon and Cherie Cobia, and you're tuned in to another episode of Fit Chat, where we chat through not only physical fitness, but also your balance of mental, spiritual, relational, and financial fitness. You'll get our uncut perspective on life's biggest needs, all mixed in with a little bit of real life and some good old common sense. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of Fit Chat. My wife and I, Cherie, sitting here in the middle of the day. What's up? Figured we'd press the record button and chat for a little bit. So um, if this is your first episode ever, we are kind of fly by the seat of our pants. We don't edit. We don't really have a lot of fancy frills, but we just come up with fitness-related topics related to your health and whatnot and try to keep it 20, 25 minutes top so you can uh, listen to it on your drive. So today we're going to talk about the topic of consistency um, in all things, right? So not just fitness, but like your mental, spiritual, all that kind of stuff, piece of your life too. Um, We'll kind of share some ideas on what we do, what a bunch of our clients have done, and maybe you can grab a couple nuggets from it. Chicken nuggets? Not chicken nuggets. I'm hungry. Um, So I'm going to let Cherie kick off first with our first topic. Well, yeah, we were talking just a few minutes ago a little bit about consistency and just how it's, and we've talked about this before, but I think what makes you successful at anything is being consistent with it. So if we consistently talk about being consistent, maybe we'll all be consistent. Oh, well played. Well played. (laughs) You like how I did that? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Okay, now what the first topic we wanted to, kind of talk through is just being consistent in your physical health, like the way you eat, exercise, that sort of thing. Um, Because I really do, I've seen this in our clients and you can agree, right? That the thing that people, people that I can't talk words today, people who consistently look good over time, who are healthy, who get sick rarely are the ones that Maybe you would consider the routine boring. Some would consider it boring, but they are consistent every day. Their days may look very similar. The way they eat maybe looks very similar every day, but they have just a normal, a normal routine that keeps them going. So we're going to talk through that. Would you agree with that, Brandon? Like, it- yeah. And there's some people who do things consistently, not even correct, but they do it consistently. Like I, that always pops in my brain, like people who go to the gym and maybe do stuff wrong while they're there, mm-hmm. but they're still there doing something and they look fitter than the average person who just analyzes their workout and never really goes and wants to do the perfect workout. So don't overcomplicate this. Like consistency is, is actually just showing up and doing something repetitive over and over and hoping, not hoping, but maybe putting a little effort into figuring out the best way to do it. So you get the most for your time. Right. So I think that we would both agree that the thing that is going to keep you on top of your game with your health and fitness is mostly your health, like what you put into your body. And one of the things that I know for us has been something that we will just never give up is our consistency with our daily vitamins and shakes and our nutritional supplementation. And I know y'all have heard us talk about it before, and this isn't a plug for what we take and I'll mention it later, but we, 
we have researched, like we want to put clean, healthy stuff in our body. And we do every day. We take our vitamins and we have one shake. And so we know that even if we kind of get off track a little bit, that we're going to, we're going to stay good there. And it keeps us healthy. Like we rarely go to the doctor and we, we find with our clients that people that are like this, they're the same way. So I would say that's number one. Um, food meal prep. I would tell somebody who is, you know, wanting to get their, their eating right, maybe try meal prepping. And I know that that sounds, I don't know, it sounds intimidating, but it's really that it's really not, it's really not. So that is just cooking your food in bulk. And it may just be like for two days or it might be for a full week, but having that stuff prepared and it's easy to grab like out of your fridge or freezer to heat up so that there, there aren't those moments where you're just super hungry and starving and you grab the wrong thing. Yeah. And I'd say on that, like when we have mentioned that to clients in the past, a lot of them go, uh, I don't have the time to food prep. Well then you, I mean, I, I don't know how to say that nicely, but then you don't have time to be healthy because you're going to make a bad, quick decision of swinging through Taco Bell mm -hmm. because you don't have time. So it doesn't mean you have to food prep. You need to find what works for you. You may want to buy prepackaged meals or you may want to prep your food or you may want to just make a better decision at to go to Chick-fil-A instead of Taco Bell. I don't know what it is, but your, your results are definitely tied to that. So why not put a better plan in place to get out in front of like what you put in your body? Cause when I hear that, I honestly, when I hear, I don't have time, I honestly think I, what I hear is I don't want to make time. And on, when you break it down, really, if you, if you break down the time that you're driving to Chick-fil-A or Taco Bell and you're sitting in line waiting and you're driving home, if you had all that stuff together, you're going to save time by doing this stuff at home. I mean, really? Yeah. You had time to scroll through social yeah. media for six hours that yeah. day. So you, yeah. you could have whipped up a salad. <laughs> so that's what, that is what I would say on, on the eating piece is what, what helps most people is just having a plan in place, having it ready, whatever. And that could also mean ordering your food. There are companies where you can go online and order healthy meals that you have already cooked and prepared that are in your fridge and you just heat them up. So, yeah. And that's on the meals part. You mentioned the supplements at the beginning, like it's hard to say this without sounding weird, but like we get questions a bunch of like, dude, y'all are 46 and y'all still look pretty, pretty fit, right? For your age. What are you doing different from other 46 year old people who I see at the gym that are trying? And, and sometimes I have good answers and sometimes I don't, but I do know we've taken the same boring supplements for 20, 30 years and I feel different when I'm not taking them. So I, I am partial to the supplements. I am partial to doing it every single day. And it's, it's really not hard. It's really a smoothie and a strip of vitamins every day. So it takes me all of three minutes to make it and consume it. And it gives me an edge. So I don't, it's still hard for me to understand why people don't do that. But, um, that's the truth. Yeah. It is super easy. So the next, um, little bullet point, I guess, under, under health and weight and fitness would be 
having a regular workout time. This is something I know we do. Like it is a priority. It is on our calendar. If it's not on our actual calendar, it's on our mental calendar. And it, we try to get it done early in the morning. We've talked about this before, early in the morning before things can get in the way of our schedule, but it's just a way of life. Like it is, it's not optional. We don't go through seasons where we go to the gym and we don't, or it's just, that's just the way it is. Like if we want, we know if we want to remain healthy and in good shape, that's just something that we're going to have to do. And oh, we enjoy it. I mean, it's a stress relief. Yeah. And it, it, just like she said, it's, it's part of daily life, just like eating and sleeping and brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. hopefully. And, um, so, so it's going to be part of what we do. It's, it's part of vacations. We plan our days around it. We plan our appointments around it. It's a top one to two to three things that we do every day and we're just not willing to compromise on it. So we plan around it. Yeah. Some people have a hard time getting to the gym by themselves and they're not self-motivated. And I've been there at certain points in my life for sure. Maybe having a workout partner helps. Um, I don't personally love working out with somebody anymore. No. But or maybe look in the mirror. Like that, that's what motivates <laughs> me. If I don't like what I see, I'm going to the gym. Period. Some people like a workout partner. I'm just saying that may be you and yeah, find somebody to go. Maybe yeah, it's your And even on the eating part to, to go back for a second, it's not like, I don't want to say it's boring foods. It, it kind of is, but there's still like sauces and spices and salts and peppers and things like that, that you can put on what most people would consider boring. Now it's not fried and it's not high sugar and that type stuff. But, um, you know, we've talked about that on other episodes too. You're going to have to make a compromise somewhere and maybe it's less of those crappy foods that make you feel bad and make you look bad and more of the good stuff that makes you feel good and look good. Yeah. I agree with that. I think you have to get to a point where you realize that putting something good tasting in your mouth is just a fleeting feeling that's going to make you feel good for a second, but that feeling of, you know, looking decent and feeling good lasts and it's, it's just not worth it. So, yeah. And we also don't really again you can call us boring, but like we don't really drink a lot, like alcohol. Yeah. So, and when I say not a lot, I'm talking like, I don't know. Once every, I don't remember the last time. Once but every like, six months. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if you just said once every month, I'm going to have a drink. That That's life changing compared to, I've, I've had clients before, they're like, oh, I have a couple glasses every night with dinner. And I'm like, well, then you got no shot. Yeah. Like, it's impossible to overcome. Yeah. It's like a couple cigarettes or a couple, I mean, I, it, that's hard for me to understand. So yeah. something you've got to want, you got to want one thing more than the other. Maybe you want to feel healthier or look better or whatever. But if, if that doesn't outweigh the, Ooh, I really need this relaxing glass of wine. Well, go get a freaking massage. If you want to relax, like find something else to take the place of those things that are killing you. Yeah. Uh, another mental thing I I wrote down here about exercise and fitness, maybe you need, maybe you need a reward system or a punishment system. Some people, some people like to reward themselves for hitting a goal or for doing, you know, maybe you work out consistently for a week and you won't want to reward yourself. Some people actually like to punish themselves, which which sounds weird, but it's true. (laughs) Maybe like, Hey, if I don't go to the gym, every day this week, I don't get to do X or whatever, whatever motivates you. I'm just saying different personalities are different. Uh, but I would say that's something that 
for myself has helped me and has definitely helped my clients. And I like to ask them, you know, what are the things that, what are the things that you look forward to? What would be a treat for you? Okay. Let's work towards that. How can we incorporate that into your, into your, um, daily routine? Yeah. And there's too many, there's too many don't do's and do do's. Well, do do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's too many, too many, too much information out there. We'll put it that way to where you're, you feel like people are saying, don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. And it's just too strict and people throw their hands up. So you got to figure out what you're, what you're willing to compromise on, what you're, you're going to give in on. Like, for example, some people, you hear a lot of people say, throw away the scale. You should never look at the scale. Well, if the scale motivates you, then keep it and look at it every day or once a week or whatever it is. Like you got to find whatever your cadence is that keeps you down the right path. So maybe stop listening to everybody who has an opinion, which means you probably turn off this podcast, but like come up with your actual plan. And if you need help, reach out to someone who's got some decent ideas, but like you got to come up with your jam. That's a good word. Let's talk about mental, mental health, Brandon. I can't How comment. You can't comment on this. Some days are better than others. That is for sure. But one thing about being like consistent, consistently mentally healthy, it really is a daily struggle. It is sometimes for some people, it's waking up every single day and looking yourself in the mirror and say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. What was that? And doggone it, people like and me. Doggone it, people like you me. You millennials have no clue what I'm talking <laughs> you about. You have no idea. Google Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Stuart Smalley. Love it. Um, but, you know, just having daily affirmations and habits, maybe it's a podcast that you listen to or, you know, um, a book, a self-help book that you're reading or the Bible or, you know, whatever it is, something that you do every single day that's going to put your mind in a good place some, you know, some people need help in areas more than others and you can hone in on that. Yeah. you Well, I mean, the, ne the next one that comes to my mind is like, who are you around yeah. every day? Like you, some of that you can control, right? You, some of it you can't, you can't control some of your work environment or the people you are forced to interact with. You can con control how much time you are giving to them or how much energy for sure. I've got, I mean, this again, Cherie's the nice one. I'm a little worse, but like I have people I physically can't look at. Like I know they're going to be where I'm going to be every day. So I look down, I look away. I do not make eye contact because I know how they make me feel inside just seeing them. Um, but that actually helps me in a weird way. And then sometimes I look at them as motivation. <laughs> um, and then there's people in your life who will just come in for a short period, just enough to irritate you. It may be a text. It may be a phone call. I, I don't know. I just think you got to be way more cheap. Doesn't mean you have to be a jerk or mm -hmm. rude or disrespectful, but there's, there's a clear line of boundaries that you need to have. And you, as I'm talking, you're probably thinking of two to three people that you're like, yeah, I got to yeah. fix, I got to fix that one. Yeah. And those people, I mean, most of those people don't even necessarily need to know that they're the person in your life. <laughs> just, just kind of separate yourself. And I think this is something that comes with age too. And honestly, we're up there, we're almost 50. So I think we can say this, we're like, we just have gotten to a point where it's just not worth it. 
I want to be around the people I want to be around and I'm just not going to be around toxic people. Yeah. Yesterday was the 4th of July and I don't, I mean, we went to the gym in the morning and came back to our house. I don't think we saw another human the rest of the day. We did go watch fireworks at night, but we, yeah, and we that even made me ang- anxious. <laughs> You're an extreme introvert. I was Let's around. I mean, there was people, I, <laughs> side note, we saw people hanging out at a house together and there was at least 50 people <laughs> outside the house. And I thought, Shoot me in the head if you ever have 50 people come to my, actually, if you have five people come to my house. (laughs) Anyway. He likes people. He's just extreme off the chart introvert. Um, No one to say no. Moms, we are really bad at this because we want to be that yes person. Yes, I can take your kid here. Yes, I can be on this committee. Yes, I can bring food here. Yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden, your family has like, they don't ever see you or you have no time for yourself and you are trying to pour from an empty cup. So learning how to say no, very key in your consistency and mental health. I become very good at saying no. And then come up with like stress relieving activities. So that could be massage. That could be a punching bag. That could be a walk. You got to come up with what chills you out and recharges your battery. Introverts love being alone to recharge. Extroverts love being around people to reach. I don't know. You got to figure out yours. Yeah. Um, so I would say the next little piece we'll talk about is consistency in your spiritual health. And, um, you know, this is different for every person, but you know, just, I'll just speak for myself and, you know, for us, you know, being in, daily habits, like daily prayer, reading, um, maybe listening to podcasts, maybe listening to sermons, whatever it is for you that gets that, um, that gets God in your head to make sure that he is like the, and we make no, we have no qualms about talking about this. And it's just that God is your rock and your decision-making with your family, with your spouse, with your children that, you know, that just keeps you grounded that is something that is never changing and it just, it helps. It helps. It just helps. It helps everything. And it's hard for that to be a priority if it's not the top priority. Like it, that specific topic really doesn't work well in second place yeah. anywhere. So definitely not here to preach at anyone, but that's it. It actually has to be number one or everything else kind of sucks. Yeah. But the weird thing is when you do put it number one, all of a sudden your spouse, your kids, everybody feels like way more loved and attended to. So it's kind of cool how it works. All right. Let's talk about consistency in your relationships, your relational health, mm. um, which again, introvert here, that's a struggle for me. You know, first one would be, don't be a loner all the time. Uh, very easy to step into a um, dark room and hang out there for six months. Um, but you need people in one way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. find a way to be around humans. Yes, I had to agree with that. And also encouraging people around you, even when you need to be encouraged, like even when you are the one that needs to be lifted up, it's weird how it happens. But if you find somebody that maybe is going through a hard time or maybe even a harder thing than, than you, whatever, just encouraging somebody else that makes you feel better. Yeah. And we, we talked about it earlier, like getting getting the right people in and the wrong people out. But part of that is like limiting the time with the people who drain you and then dedicating time to like 
those who lift you up, which probably should be your family, maybe your kids, maybe your spouse, maybe your, you know, your born family, your relatives, whatever it is. If those are positive people, then you surround yourself with them. Yes. So turn off work at certain hours of the day. If you can have dedicated family nights, date nights, you know, vacations to look forward to that kind of stuff that can keep you mentally going. Yeah. They don't have to be fancy or anything like that for sure. Um, so the last, last little bit we'll talk about is financial health. How do you be consistent in financial health? And that's, that's really a tough one, especially now. I know a lot of people are having a hard time with, with things. Um, but the number one thing that we always say, and we, y'all know this, we are big day Ramsey people, but having a budget and revisiting it often together as a couple. Um, so that helps you be consistent, just having a budget and looking at it. See, I think this one's the easiest because like as a, well, it may just be as a guy thing. No, I don't think so. This is like finite. This has nothing to do with feelings or emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally put, you put it on paper, it's factual. And then we, we probably put some feelings behind it to say, do you agree? Do you not? And then boom, this is, this is what we're going to live our life by. And we both are in agreement. It's not like a well, this is what you got to do, you know, sign up. Mm-hmm. It's more of, we agree on this. Here's what we're going to do and, and go from there. And it, it just touches so many other areas of your life, like from a relationship standpoint. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think most marriage, I think. It I makes you communicate too, like, cause you, money touches everything. So you gotta, you gotta talk about money every single day. Yeah. And money is emotional. I get emotional about a pair of shoes that I want, but we talk about that and put it in the budget. So yes, it is definitely. Yeah. It creates communication with your spouse. It creates communication with your kids when they understand it. Mm -hmm. And like, if, if you aren't on the same page with that life's tough, if you are, you're probably communicating pretty well on some other tough areas of life. Yeah. And when you're making your budget, in order to be consistent with it, just make sure that it's not so tight that it's impossible. You have to factor in fun on that budget. And if it's not there, then you're consistently going to fall off of your budget and it's going to be, it's it's going to be stressful every month. So make sure that you like build in the fun in there, build in, you know, the trip to the nail salon or whatever it is. Yeah, that's tough for like the nerds of the world, like myself, that like really just want to hit a goal. So I agree. You got to put fun in there in the budget. And and then lastly, I'd say don't make financial decisions when you're emotional. So, you know, the extreme end of that would be like, hey, a tragedy happens. Do I make a financial decision about a big purchase? No, you need to chill out like a death in the family. Don't make financial decisions for a good six months. Just breathe for a little bit. But like on a less intense level, like, I mean, the other night we were looking at a vacation, which we probably shouldn't have. And I was so, it took me 24 hours. I was so hopped up on like all the 26 reasons why we needed that vacation. And then it didn't work out from a, it just didn't work out. And I was mad for two days and I was like, well, two days ago, I didn't even know about this place or care. And now I'm almost made a dumb, you know, multi-thousand dollar decision. So yeah. Anyway, um, that's where we're at. Hopefully some of that stuff helped you from a consistency standpoint because it does matter. It does make a difference. And uh, even if you can change one or two of those things, 
it'll put you down a better path. So, yeah, I encourage you to be weird, be different, be weird, be routine. Oh, that was a good finish. The end. All right. See y'all next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Chat Podcast. For more material and other episodes, head on over to purefitpal.com to learn more. Until next time.